Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the When I Was On My Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brian Jensen Jr., and I am here with two very special guests this week. I'm here with Ron Jensen and with Brian Jensen Sr. So this is my grandpa and my dad. Hi, grandpa. Hi, dad. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. And we are very excited to have you. Um, I have obviously grown up hearing mission stories from both of you and have been excited to try and get one of these on the podcast. But before we jump into into it, um, I'll give a little kind of pretext. They have a really interesting story that involves both my grandpa and my dad across their missions that I think we can share today. And we'll ask each of them to give us a little background on the missions that they serve before we jump into that. So, So grandpa, where did you serve your mission? I just served my mission in Denmark. <laughs> what years were you there? Two times. What do you mean by that? Well, as a young man, and then I went back with my family as an older man, 26 <laughs> years later. So how many years in total did you spend in Denmark as a missionary? At least six. At least six years. That is awesome. And I'm assuming you spoke Danish. Did you, did you speak other languages or just English and Danish? Just English and Danish, yes. Very good. And do you, what, what years were you there for? Uh, the first mission was uh, uh, started uh, December 7th, 1953, and I was released June 7th, uh, 1956. The second mission was... Uh, started in July of uh, 81 and was over in July of 84. Very good. That's impressive. I don't I don't remember the date that I started my mission. So someday in, in 2006 to 2008. Dad, uh, where did you serve your mission? I served my mission in the Denmark-Copenhagen mission. I, like you, don't remember the exact date, um, but it was in August of 1976 that I uh, went to the MTC in Provo, and then I returned in September of 1978. Very good. And Grandpa, thinking back to when you were a young missionary and you got your call, were you excited to, to go on a mission? I'm very excited. I had planned to do it my whole life, so I was anxious to go. That's great. Were you nervous at all or just excited? Oh, I was a little bit concerned about the language, but uh, I was just excited to go and see the land where my three of my grandparents were born. That's great. Dad, were you excited to go? Were you excited about your call? Oh, I was really excited. I'd heard about uh, Denmark, well, Michael, like from my dad and from my grandparents. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. In in this, you know, I've told the story a little bit when 
when I've done this podcast in the past, but I was pretty certain that I was going to go to Denmark on my mission because I had my grandpa served there twice. My dad served there. And I was at, <laughs> it actually be funny to hear from your perspective, dad. Do you remember when I opened my mission call down at Jacob Lake in front of the family? Oh, I, I remember very well. <laughs> your what, what, what do you remember about that? I remember you standing there and you opened the letter and you were just looking at it and everyone else was looking at you and um, you got pretty quiet. <laughs> and um, after you uh, kind of, I guess you'd say composed yourself, you said, I am going to the Raleigh, North Carolina mission. And oh, maybe 30 seconds after that, you abruptly left the family gathering. <laughs> yeah. That is what happened. Yeah, that is the story of my, my mission call. And you know, that comes back to really wanting to go go to Denmark and serve there and having heard all these fun stories, um, you know, throughout my life and having the family and the ancestral connection there. But the good news is that uh, North Carolina was the place for me. And I uh, am extremely happy that I went there and would not trade it to be able to go back and serve in Copenhagen. I really enjoyed being in North Carolina and still have amazing friends and connections there. So kind of fun to to bring this group together the you know my my dad and my grandpa and um grandpa so we wanted to to talk a bit about this experience that you had with ancestors that you were trying to find when you had gone on your mission as a young man before we do that you you told me that you had a kind of an interesting and harrowing experience when you were trying to actually get over to denmark so can you can you tell us a little bit about that before we jump into the other one uh, yes, we used to have to travel by train and by boat uh, to get to Europe. And kind of like Indiana Jones a little bit? Yeah, we were sailing in the, up in the North Sea there and uh, a big storm came up and the boat was being thrown around quite a bit. And uh, I was sitting with the other missionaries in a kind of an amusement room where they had a little bandstand and people were playing checkers too and some were dancing and doing different things but anyway the tables and the chairs were all fastened to the floor but the things started rolling back and forth and the dishes were falling off the tables and then finally one big wave hit us, I guess, and the boat actually almost laid on its side and all the tables and chairs broke loose and uh, came tumbling down on the wall along where we were sitting. Wow. <laughs> and we were kind of buried in people and tables and food and chairs. And anyway, I thought to myself, well, this is going to be a short mission, <laughs> but no waters can follow us swallow a ship with where lies 12 Danish missionaries. So <laughs> it finally righted and uh, we got on our way, but it was kind of scary. <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah. Thought you're going to be serving in the bottom of the ocean. Um, so were people like falling on top of you and all the, all the chairs and stuff that were yes. sort of almost on its side. Wow. And people were crying and yelling and oh, wow. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. 
and wow. we were immovable. We couldn't move for till the end stack things. So that's crazy. And how how long was your was your journey to get to Denmark? Uh, the whole trip took uh, from Salt Lake to Copenhagen took a little over two weeks. Wow, Th times have changed, Grandpa, since since I went on my mission. Yes. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about going to Denmark and tracking down these family members there? Uh, my grandmother had given me a list of uh, her family over there, people that were still uh, living. My It started out with that during World War II, they, Germans took most everything and the Danes were left with very little. And my, my my grand my grandmother's family wasn't happy with her for joining the church, and she would write letters to them, but they never wrote back. But after the war and that, she started the family got together and was sending care packages to the addresses that we she had in Denmark. Can I ask you just a, a couple of quick questions? Yeah. So, when did your first ancestor migrate from from Denmark to Utah? That would have been my grandfather and he uh, joined the church over there I think in 1852 and he uh, traveled over and I think it was 1853 or 1854 he pushed a handcart across the plains. And what was his name? Jens Jensen. <laughs> Jens Jensen, the most most Danish of all the names I can think of. So Jens pushed a handcart across, and who, this was your grandmother that was writing these letters. Is that correct? So was that Jens's, was that Jens's wife? It was, and that was uh, his third wife. Uh, it was his first wife that he came across the plains with. Got it. And what was your, what was your grandmother's name? Marina Anina. Yeah. <laughs> Marina Anina. Okay. And she came over later and they met in Richfield, I think. Uh, my grandfather met her in Richfield. Very good. So she had come later, met him in Utah after he had traveled with the handcart company. And then her family was upset at her for having left Denmark. And so didn't really communicate with her at all. But she started sending care packages in World War II because the Germans had taken all their stuff. And so she was trying to support her family that was still there. And that kind of sparked up this communication between your family. That's correct. Uh -huh. Okay, very good. Keep keep going. Sorry, I just wanted to straighten that out while I was thinking through it. <laughs> That's fine. When I found out I was going to Denmark, and I, of course I went and visited with her and that, and she gave me a list uh, with addresses of uh, family members that were there. And I, when I got to Denmark, I started to look for December before Christmas, and the Danes really celebrate Christmas. And okay we weren't able to do much missionary work. So I started looking around and I did go out to meet a, a brother and sister who lived together. Uh, his name was Peter. 
I visited with and told them who I was and that, and they said, well, you're always welcome here in our home. And we're very grateful to your grandmother for what your family did in sending us things. But uh, you have your religion and I have, we have ours and we'll just leave it at that. But we were very anxious to, for you to enjoy Denmark and that. They had me to dinner and then not too long into my mission, I had to have my appendix out and this family, brother and sister, came to the hospital and visited me and that. And I visited them. I They wouldn't let me go back and do regular missionary work for two weeks. They kept me in the mission home. But anyway, also during that time, I, I had went and met some other relatives that lived on an island called Ammire and got to know them quite well and visited with them and had kind of an interesting experience there. I One of the missionaries I traveled with, he and his father had traveled all of the states, uh, taking pictures of capitals and the main attractions of the state. And they said, well, tell us a little bit about America. And I said, well, I have this friend and he was with me and he's, he's been to all of the states and he's uh, taken pictures and he'd be glad to come and show you these pictures if you'd like to see them. And they said, oh, they'd love to see them. So we made an appointment and to come back with the pictures. And in the meantime, we ordered to organize the pictures so that they had the temple in them and the sacred grove and uh, Joseph Smith's home and a few smart, of those smart. I see you doing there, Grandpa. A few of those things in between. When we got there, they had invited all of the people in the apartment that they lived in. Their house was full of people. Their apartment was full of people. They invited wow. everybody in that come and see the picture. So we showed them that. So we got quite a bit of uh, interest there. Visited them several times, but uh, they didn't want to hear any of the discussions or anything, but became quite good friends. And there was a young boy there. I happened to have three silver dollars in my pocket on one visit, and they were, he heard them clank in my pocket. He asked me what they were, and I showed him, and I gave him one, and he immediately went to his bedroom and he had saved what they called a dollar, which was two krona, and it was a silver one. And the Germans, of course, had gathered up all of the silver coins. Anyway, I've still got that uh, silver oh, wow. dollar that he gave me. And then I met different ones. I can't remember too good, but on my when my mission was finished, I was traveling to the Copenhagen to be released going to leave the mission field I went through a little town called Horsens and that's where I did find another one of her brothers and I knocked on the door and he answered but and I told him who I was but he he said he wasn't interested and that and he just closed the door and, and left but that's the one that 
your dad met and talked to quite a bit. Oh, it was great to meet this family. Well, at one point I did, well, I guess that's later on my second mission, we did go find the birthplace of my my grandpa over there. It was another little town. It, well, it wasn't really a town. It was a gas station, I think. <laughs> <laughs> was it but anyway I did get to meet some of them and well that is great that's excellent yeah i did get to say goodbye to uh, the couple in uh, copenhagen and had dinner with them before i left again and i did get to say goodbye to the family in albor or in amire too so that's great. So you traveled all that way and you were able to find and track down a number of, of your relatives while you were there. And as you alluded to, I think the story continues a little bit um, with my dad. So dad, do you want to, do you want to tell us a little bit about how, how this story interact and intersects with your uh, mission experience? Okay. I can do that. So we've already said that I received my mission call in 1976. And shortly before I left to go to the MTC, my dad came to me and he said, well, I have this list that your great grandmother gave to me before I left on my mission. And I had met my great grandmother and knew who she was and had heard about Denmark from her. And uh, so when he gave me this list, I was surprised that he still had the original list and, oh, wow. you know, the paper that it was written on and in her handwriting. And do you still have that? I do. Yeah. And as I was looking at the list, my uh, dad told me that he had seen a number of these family members that were in Copenhagen because he had served quite a bit of time on the island of Shayland, which is where Copenhagen is located. But then he showed me that there were some family members that lived on the mainland of Denmark, which is called Jutland. I guess I should have said um, Zealand if I'm speaking in English, Copenhagen is on the island of Zealand, if you're pronouncing it in English. And the mainland of Denmark is Jutland. They call it Uland. He had not been able to really see very many um, family members from the mainland. Like he mentioned, the city where our family uh, originated from is called Horsens. So that was kind of the background that I had when he gave me this list. And so I took the list and put it with my, well, I had it in my missionary journal. That's where I kept it. When I got to Denmark, it was the beginning of, it's the end of October, the beginning of um, November after two months in the MTC. And when I was in the mission home, they gave the missionaries their first assignment and when i got my assignment i was being assigned to horsons this city that our family is from so i was excited i thought 
oh, this is really great. I'm going to be where our family comes from. Bought to Horsens and was with my first companion. And uh, one and question: Did you did you feel any after you got the list from Grandpa? Did you feel any responsibility or like kind of burden that you had to find these people? What, what, or was it just kind of I'll get to that if I can? Like, help me, help me understand what you were thinking about with these relatives. Oh, I I felt some responsibility to try and find them and my dad had said you know most of them have probably died or you know it will be difficult to find the the people that were on the list because they would have had um children and grandchildren but those names weren't on the list it was the you know the names of her brothers and sisters and uh, from that generation so Yes, I felt the responsibility. I thought I I would really like to be able to find some of these people. So when I got to Horsens, I learned from oh, my companion and in district meetings that the mission president was encouraging the missionaries to go and talk to the newspaper. And <laughs> see if they would be interested in doing like a story on Mormon missionaries. And so we set up an appointment and uh, went to see the newspaper. And in Horsens, there were two newspapers. There was the main newspaper that was a daily paper. And then there was, I guess you would say more of a community paper and it came out once a week. So we talked to both papers. And when we initially talked to the main paper, they said, well, yes, you know, we'll we'll set up an appointment and um, you could come back and we'd like to talk to you. So I got out my journal and was looking at some of that. And this would have now been in December of 1976. Uh, we went back. There was a reporter and they interviewed my companion and I. And when they were interviewing us, I told them, and I found there there are like three different newspaper articles. Two of them were done in Horsens. And then there was another newspaper article that I had forgotten about that was done in the calling um, newspaper, which was the second city that I served in. And in that article, they were still interested in this young man who had come from America. And in the initial interview, I explained that um, my family was from Denmark. And in the article, it talks about my last name being Jensen. And then I um, told them that I had a father who had been a Mormon missionary 26 years prior to me, and now I was back um, as a third generation member of this Jensen family. And I told them that my dad had given me a list of family members, and I was hoping that I'd be able to find them. Well, I mean, I think that was probably, you know, when you're doing newspaper stories, you want a hook. And I think they found they had a hook. 
So, you know. Yeah, a good little human interest story for them to publish around the community. Yes. Yeah. At the time when I was in Denmark, when you went to a city, you had to go to the county registration and you had to register that you were now living in this community. And so I went and registered when I got there as a uh, as a new missionary. And so this, the newspaper did the one story and then the um, weekly paper, they did a story as well. I don't know if they were thinking, well, you know, we want to have a story too, but it ended up being a positive thing for the church, I think, because it was an article that explained that I was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and was here to share um, the gospel. But then there was this human interest side of it. So after the stories were published, my companion and I, and I mean, it didn't happen, you know, every day, but, you know, we'd be out doing missionary work and people would, you know, stop me on the street because they could see that I had on this missionary tag and they'd say, are you that young man from America that's trying to find his family? (laughs) But I'm the one. It was probably a couple of months later, I was contacted by the county registrar on the list that my father had given me there was the name of this man his name was Jens Peter Nielsen I had gone to that address to try and find him but um, he didn't live at that address he had moved later I was contacted by the county and they said we think that we have located where your where this um, man that you're looking for is and he was my great grandmother's youngest brother so he would be my great uncle so you had the whole community searching for this guy for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's really kind of fun um so he so i was given um his address and my companion and i knew that we were going to go and visit them and or him i didn't know who was going to be there and i was hoping that and they said our records show that he's still alive but i mean he would be really old so we went to this address and we knocked on the door and this it took a while for the door to answer but a an old man came to the door and he opened it and but as soon as he saw these two missionaries standing on the door i mean we had started to say you know that to introduce ourselves and he just started closing the door and he said we had no interest and i thought what am i going to do so the the thing that i did was i just said morina anina nielsen and now the door was maybe three inches open, three or four inches open. It was almost closed, but the door stopped. And I kept thinking, you know, should I put my foot in the door? And I thought, no, missionaries are supposed to put foot in the door and anything like that. But anyway, he opens it a little bit further and he says to me, how do you know that name? 
And I said, she's my great grandmother. And then he opened the door and invited us in. And great. I had the opportunity of visiting him several times. And he was living alone. His wife had passed away, but he took, showed me pictures of his children and that sort of thing. And was he immediately warm to you or was it? Yeah, was he was very warm to me. Warm up, so the rest of, yeah, so the, I guess the rest of the story would be over the 26 years that transpired, he warmed up and had my companion and I and I come for dinner and he wanted us to teach him the gospel. And we taught him the gospel and I was transferred and I was going to be moved to another town and I went to visit him and he said, well, I want you to know that I believe what you've told me. I appreciate, you know, why my sister would do this. And that he said that I'm, I'm too old to be baptized. So he wasn't baptized. He wasn't, I think, as I recall, I think he was 94 when I met him. So Marina and Nina left, you know, that area. Do you have any idea when she left Denmark, like what year she left Denmark to go to the U.S.? Well, when, you're, uh, when your grandpa was telling you about Jens, Jens came in a Scandinavian handcart company that was in 1857. My great-grandmother, his grandmother, I would imagine that she would have been coming like in the late 1870s or 1880s, somewhere in there. So 1870s, 1880s, she gets here and her family had disowned her because they were upset that she had joined the Mormon church and was leaving to come to the United States. Mm -hmm. And all that time they hadn't really corresponded or replied to her outreach. Um, but during world war two, all those years later, um, some of, you know, some of those care packages got through and they were very appreciative of that. And you got there, dad, what years did you, did you get there? When I met her, it would have been in January of 1977. When you met her brother? Oh, yes. I met her brother. Of 1977. Yeah. So she would have been there and she would have come to Utah in the late 1870s, 1880s, or through the 1880s sometime in there. And this is her youngest brother. Mm -hmm. So through all of that time, you know, somewhere close to a hundred years she uh that's how long it took to restore this relationship between between her and her youngest brother you know and I like the dates are fuzzy because we don't yeah, but maybe. just you know many many decades of time had elapsed between there'd been a connection between her and her family and so her grandson which is ron here first went and reestablished some of those ties and then her great-grandson went and reestablish that that tie with her, um, with her youngest brother. That's pretty. That's pretty incredible and really really fun story to share. You know, a harrowing experience, Grandpa, for you to get there, almost sunk your ship with your twelve Danish companions, and then Dad worked with a local newspaper to find um, your great uncle, and eventually reestablish that relationship over time. That's that's pretty pretty special. 
And it was for me. And I think for her brother, because I was able to, I knew her, you know, he asked me about her and I could tell her my, she had passed away, but I could tell her about it, the home that she lived in. And wow. And, and he said, well, was she happy? And I said, yes, yeah, she was, she was happy. And, That's great. After, after she met my grandfather and that, uh, they went to the colonies in Mexico. My dad was born in Mexico. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was Nephi, right? Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. That's probably another story. Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, getting chased out of Mexico. Um, but uh, so I ask, I ask this question to everybody that comes on the podcast, and Grandpa, I'll ask it to you first, but thinking back on on your mission when you were a younger man and, and when you served early, later with your family, kind of thinking about the ups and the downs of a mission and the incredible things that happened to you and the hard things, is it worth it serving a mission? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's interesting to me uh, that my memories, uh, a lot of my thoughts anyway, go back to the time I was in the mission field either as a young man or as an older person. <laughs> but uh, it's great. And I, I would have gone again if they'd asked me, but they didn't ask me. <laughs> a lot of my memories and thoughts go back to my mission still. And I'm very impressed that you could say the exact dates of when you got called and when you got released. Dad, same same question to you. Was it Was it worth it serving a mission? Oh, it was completely worth it. Yes. Um, well, I like I said, I'd heard about you know my father's mission, but I had my own experience, and it was life changing. And I guess, and your mom used to say because I would talk a lot about Denmark, and she'd say, "Well, you know, is the life that we had with our family? Well, you know, is it going to meet Denmark?" And I said, "Yes, it's met Denmark, but I've had a wonderful life." with you and our children and that's most important but i don't think my life would have been as full with you had i not had that background of serving a mission and real conversion to the gospel well i feel the same way and i'm super happy that i went on a mission as well thank you both for the efforts that it took to to get me out there and uh while i grew up with the Danish heritage and have a strong affinity for Denmark. I'm still very happy that I went to North Carolina on, uh, on my, my mission. Just, just as I'm, I'm sure you would want me to be, but, um, anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun hearing about how my family was impacted, you know, over the years of, uh, generational missionary work. So thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, um, Brian. Brian, I want to interject one thing, and that's okay. you saying, you know, North Carolina, that's where you were supposed I know that's where you were supposed to go. I remember when you were getting ready. Well, you weren't getting ready to come home. Your mother and I were looking forward to your coming home. And when we started to ask about that and you're coming home, you'd say, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's tough. 
it's tough when you go out there and you have an amazing adventure and meet incredible friends, yeah. lifelong friends, and go through those experiences. But yeah, I don't want to come home. I want to stay here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. It's been lots of fun, Brian. Yeah. Lots of fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.